to do anything worthwhile, to achieve anything or to become anybody, there's always a price. And you have to ask yourself, am I willing to pay the price to be the best that I can be and to become all that God wants me to be? Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. We welcome all of you who are joining us by television, those of you joining us at airjesus.com. Stay tuned to today's message. Delighted to have you. Thank you for tuning in with us today. I'd like to share just a little humor I received in my email this week. I thought it was pretty funny, so I brought it to share with you. And it reads, Joe, a college student, was taking a course, Ornithology, the Study of Birds. The night before the biggest test of the semester, Joe spent all night studying. He had the textbook nearly memorized. He knew his class notes backward and forward. Joe was ready. The morning of the test, Joe entered the auditorium and took a seat in the front row. On the table in the front was a row of ten stuffed birds. Each bird had a sack covering its body, and only the legs were showing. When class started, the professor announced that the students were to identify each bird by looking at its legs and give its common name, species, habitat, etc. Joe looked at each of the birds' legs. They all looked the same to him. He started to get angry. He had stayed up all night studying for this test, and now he had to identify birds by their legs? The more he thought about the situation, the angrier he got. Finally, he reached his boiling point. He stood up, marched up to the professor's desk, crumpled up his exam paper, and threw it on the desk. What a ridiculous test! He told the professor, how could anyone tell the difference between these birds by looking at their legs? This exam is the biggest ripoff I've ever seen. With that, Joe turned and stormed toward the exit. The professor was a bit shocked, and it took him a moment to regain his composure. Then, just as Joe was about to walk out the door, the professor shouted out, Wait a minute, young man, what's your name? Joe turned around, pulled up his pant legs, and hollered, You tell me, Professor. You tell me. (laughs) I thought that was good, too. (laughs) Well, today we're on part three of something we started a couple of weeks ago entitled Developing Your Potential. And we're doing part three of that today. And I just pray that something in this series strikes your spirit to cause some change, to cause some growth. I know that it's blessing me even as I preach it. It's, it's affecting my own life, developing my own potential. And I'm, I'm just truly prayerful that it will help you to grow and to begin to develop your potential even as we share it. I believe it's the heart of God, to see us grow to our maximum potential. He wants us, he has in store for us things that 
we never conceived of, never thought about, didn't know that we can do, things we didn't even know that were in us. And so it's the heart of God to bring out the wonderful things that he has placed in us, things that he knows that are there that we may not even know that are there ourselves. I heard an interesting story about this pastor who was uh, illustrating this particular point, and he wanted to illustrate something to a woman, and so he, he spoke to her husband on the side, and he gave the husband a $20 bill, and he said, I want you to put this $20 bill in your wife's Bible, and don't let her know about it. Don't let her see you do it, and don't let her know it's there. And so the husband did that, and so right in the middle of the sermon that day, the pastor called that young woman, and he asked her to stand. And he said, do you trust me? She said, I do. And he said, will you do what I tell you to do? She said, I will. He said, I want you to take the $20 bill out of your Bible and show it to me. And the woman became frantic because in her mind there was no $20 bill. And she said, There's, she said I don't have it. He said, I, I thought I asked you if you trusted me. And she said, I do. And he said, I thought you were going to do what I told you to do. She said, I will. She, he said, look in your Bible and hand me the $20 bill. So she thumbed through her Bible, and to her surprise, there was a $20 bill. And she said, she exclaimed, how did this get there? And the pastor said, he said, I put it there. I gave it to you. And I'm simply asking you to draw out of what I had already put in. And I want you to use it. And that's the way God uh, does us where our potential. God knows what's in us even when we don't know it's there. And he knows it's there. And that's why he's asking us to draw it out. He's already put it in there. So he knows what's in, in you even when you don't know what's in you. And so God would be unfair to ask us of something if he had not put it in us in the first place. And so our potential is something that God has placed in us and he is simply drawing it out. I want you to see Jesus talking about potential. The Gospel of Mark chapter 1. Now as he walked by the Sea of Galilee... He saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. Jesus recognized their potential. They were capturing fish. But Jesus knew that they had the potential to capture the heart of mankind for God. He knew their greater potential. They were already doing something, but Jesus knew that there was something greater in them that they did not know. And he called them. And notice what he said. He said, I'm going to make you into something. You're going to become. I'm going to make you going to become. In other words, Jesus said, I'm going to develop the potential that I know is in each of you guys. Even though you don't know it, I know it's there. And you think you're merely fishers of, of, of catching fish, but I'm going to make you capture the heart of mankind for God. You're going to do wonderful things. You're going to heal the sick and raise the dead and change people's lives. He spoke to their potential. Notice that he developed. He said, come with me. I'm going to develop your potential. And so I begin to see that sometimes others can see the potential in us when we can't see it ourselves. And so Jesus knows the potential in all of us. And he's right alongside us to help us to develop it. And you also need someone in, in this life, in the flesh, 
as an example to also help you, somebody who's further along than you are, to help you develop your potential. Paul did it for Timothy. Jesus here did it for his disciples. Moses did it for Joshua. Elijah did it for Elisha. There was always someone who was further along who mentored someone behind them to help them to develop their potential so that they could grow and reach their maximum potential. And so we've been sharing some things and we'll pick up today. I set out to really share some things to help all of us to develop our potential, some natural things, some practical things, things that are biblical principles and concepts to help all of us to begin to really develop our potential and to grow and to become the person God would have us to become. And we shared some things we talked about uh, Sunday that, number one, you have to believe that you have some potential. you got to believe in your potential, that God has given you something. There's a verse in the Bible that says God has given every man a gift. Everybody has something. God has put something in everybody. There's a divine deposit in everybody. Everybody. So you can feel good knowing that you have something from God. You have potential. God has given that to everyone. And so you have to believe in that potential. Then we started sharing some keys. Number one, I said, be excellent where you are. Be excellent where you are. I'm not going to spend any time on, on these. Number two, we said, uh, put yourself in a right environment. Put yourself in a right, healthy environment because that is critical. Be around great people. Attend great events. Go to some great places. Do some great things. And so put yourself in a healthy environment that will be conducive to your growth and to others challenging you and bringing the best out of you. So sometimes when you see something great, it, it sparks something in you to cause you to dream bigger, to desire more. It stirs a hunger. And so there's a great profit there when we are in a right environment, healthy environment. Number three, we said be disciplined, be disciplined. And I want to use some ugly words here that we don't like to use these are all these are all ugly words they're almost like profanity listen hard work listen hard work sacrifice sacrifice and this making this is making your flesh crawl in <laughs> commitment commitment diligence diligence sacrifice sacrifice pleasure for opportunity you'll always be presented with options and always trade up. Whenever you're presented options in life, always trade up. What do I mean by that? You're going to always have options. One option is going to be something that's pleasurable, that really has no benefit. And there's going to be another option that is not as pleasurable, but it's going to be more beneficial to your life and your destiny. Always choose this option over this. Option. Always trade up. Always trade up in life when you're presented Opportunity. So always trade, trade up. Pay now, play later. Pay now, play later. But th that's all a part of being disciplined, being disciplined, being willing to pay the price. There's no such thing as developing your potential if you're not willing to pay the price. There's a price involved to do anything worthwhile, to achieve anything, or to become anybody, there's always a price. And you have to ask yourself, am I willing to pay the price to be the best that I can be and to become all that God wants me to be? So that's all a part of being disciplined. And here's number four where we, we pick up today. No excuses. No, turn your neighbor and say, no excuses. 
No excuses. Some people use the excuse that I'm too old. And that was a man, he was 46. His friend was trying to get him to go back to school, go back to college. And he said, he said, I'm 46 years old. And he said, if I go back to, if I go back to college, he said, in four years when I get ready to graduate, he said, I'll be 50 years old. His friend said, how old will you be in four years if you don't go back? No excuses. No excuses. You're not too old. Some people use the excuse that I'm, that I'm too old. I want you to know artist uh, Grandma Moses. She started painting at the age of 75 and enjoyed a 26-year career as a great artist. She started when she was 75. You're not too old. Turn your name and say, you're not too old. You're not too old. Colonel Sanders, he started Kentucky Fried Chicken. He was 65 years old when he started blending those spices and that, that, that special sauce and all those things he was doing. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm getting that confused with McDonald's. <laughs> Who has a special sauce on the sesame seed? <laughs> but you know, that seasoning there, he was 65 years old when he... And he started going door to door selling that fried chicken and he realized he had something. He was 65 years old when he started and he developed it. He sold it. And then later on, he regretted selling it. And then he started something else. He was I think he was in his 80s when he started his new venture. He realized he wasn't too old. He wasn't too old to pursue his dreams and to develop his potential. So don't use excuses. Somebody said that somebody said there are a thousand reasons why you can't. But all you need is one reason why you can. No excuses. No excuses. You've heard Pastor Nathaniel say all the time, there are only two types of people. Those who get it done, those who don't. And you have to ask yourself, what type of person am I going to be? A get it done person? Turn to your neighbor and say, are you going to be a get it done person? Or will you have excuses? I like this sign. This sign was hanging in a business. And the sign read, 57 rules to deliver the goods. Rule number one, deliver the goods. Rule number two, the other 56 don't matter. <laughs> get it. In other words, they're saying get it done and there are no excuses. Either we get it done or we don't. So there are no excuses. There are no excuses in developing your potential. Remember I told you a few weeks ago the story of a, a doctor. He was talking to a high school student, a young man, and this young man had lost his hand at his wrist, and the doctor looked at him and said, he asked him about his handicap. That young man looked back at the doctor and said, sir, I don't have a handicap. I just don't have a right hand. And that doctor found out that that young man was one of the leading scorers on the football team at his high school. And he realized, that doctor then realized that the greatest handicap is not realizing your potential. That is the greatest handicap. And this young man had no excuses, even though he didn't have a right hand. He didn't allow that to be an excuse for him not to develop his potential and to become all that he can be. So turn your neighbor again and say, no excuses, no excuses, no excuses. People use all type of excuses. I don't have this and I'm not able and I'm from here and blah, 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 blah. You always can have a good excuse, but it's either two kind of people. You either get it done or you don't. No excuses, no Excuse Here's number five. Here's number five in terms of developing your potential. That is to get out of your comfort zone. Get out of your comfort zone. Some people are afraid to step out of what's comfortable. I know someone recently and they told me that they had um, gotten a new job 
And in this new job, they were doing far more than they had ever done in their lives. They were making far more than they had ever made. They were experiencing new things, and they were just having a ball. And they said, I never knew what I was missing out on. Because I was comfortable in my other job, I never would have left. And by the way, this person was laid off. And because they were laid off, it forced them out of their comfort zone. And they were forced out into new areas, into a new venture. And in the new venture, they prospered beyond their wildest dreams. And they said, I never knew what I was missing before. And so I want you to try something new. Do something different. You have to you have to do some things that will stretch you mentally, things that will stretch you emotionally, things that will even challenge you physically. Do something different. Challenges change us for the better. Develop some new skills. This is getting out of your comfort zone. I remember a couple of years ago when I was invited to go to the Ukraine to minister with, with Bishop, my brother Bishop Dale and Pastor Nathaniel, I was invited to go along. And when I was first invited, my first thought was to shrink back in fear. I didn't want to go to another country. I certainly didn't feel like trying to minister in another country, in another language. I was, I was really afraid. But something on the inside of me said, no, look at the possibilities. Something you've never done before. Expand your horizons. Grow, stretch, challenge yourself. And I signed up and I said, I'll be happy to go. And I went and the Ukraine, it was, it was the most challenging experience I've ever been in because I'm in a different, I'm on the other side of the world. We had to speak twice a day for a week. I had never done that. We had to speak twice a day for a week and I'm speaking in a language that I don't know through an interpreter. So now I got to learn skills I never knew I had. I had to learn how to flow with an interpreter. And you know, um, I, I use a lot of humor. So it's, you know, it's extremely difficult being funny in another language. People don't understand your jokes when you're in another language. And I had to now try to relate my humor and my jokes. But do you know I had Ukrainians laughing? I had Ukrainians laughing. They were laughing at my jokes. They were laughing at my humor. They picked up on it and they picked up on my joy. And they called me the preacher with joy. That's how they referred to me. He's the brother that has the joy. And they, they picked up my joy, translated the language barrier and the foreign land and the distance. They picked it up and it, it, it caused me to grow because it challenged me to do something I had never done before. But it was, it got me out of my comfort zone. But after I was there for two or three days, man, I was rolling. I was telling jokes. I was telling jokes. I, I knew exactly how to flow through the, through the interpreter. I knew how to back up and say things differently when she didn't understand. I was flowing. I was on a flow after two or three days of being there. And I said, wow, these are new skills I'm learning. I was learning the language. I would walk into the room and speak their language and greet them in their language. And I was learning. I was expanding myself. I was growing. It was challenging me. But I had to get out of my comfort zone in order to do that. I developed new potential when I got out of my comfort zone. You have to get out of your comfort zone. Do something new. Do something you've never done. Develop some new skills. Be willing to go some new, to some new places. Do some new things. Challenge yourself. Challenge yourself. Don't just do what you're already good at. Learn something new. Grow. Develop your skills. 
My mother, she's 75 years old, and she's recently, she's challenging herself. She's writing books. She's writing books. She's become a historian. She's become a great study of genealogy. <laughs> Boy, that was a tongue twister. But she's become, she has just become a researcher. She's become a restorer. She's going back to the ancient landmarks and she's become an archaeologist. And my mother's 75 years old, but she's unleashing potential she didn't even know she had. She realized she wasn't too old. Turn your name and say, you're not too old. Let me read something Philip Adams said. He said, it seems to me that people have vast potential. Most people can do extraordinary things if they have the confidence or take the risk. Yet most people don't. They sit in front of the television and treat life as if it goes on forever. People who are not developing their Potential who are not developing their potential. Number six, number six, continually improve, continually improve, have a growth plan, continually improve, have a growth, a growth plan. Make it make it a goal to grow a little bit every day. Stop long enough every day to grow in order to grow, grow a little bit. Every day, each day, we can become a little better than we were the day before. You can actually become better today than you were yesterday. You can be better tomorrow than you are today. So each day, make a resolve that you want to grow a little more every day. Search for ways to keep learning, to keep growing, to keep improving. I don't care if you need to go back to school, if you need to attend seminars, if you need to read books, if you need to listen to audio programs, be creative, get a coach, do whatever you have to do, drive yourself to keep improving, to keep growing. Pastor Nathaniel and I, we just finished a six-month coaching program where we were coached by another pastor to improve ourselves, to improve our skills, to improve our leadership, to improve our ministry. And so uh, do things to constantly grow. Don't think you know it all. Don't think you have it all. No, you have to, you have to continually grow, get better, improve, push yourself. I like something that Paul told Timothy. He told Timothy to study, 2 Timothy 2.15. He said, Timothy, study. Grow. He told Timothy in, in 1 Timothy 13, he said, Timothy, give attendance to reading. Paul was giving Timothy these keys to grow his potential, to maximize his potential. He had to grow. He had to continually improve. And you too, you need a growth plan. No matter what it is, you need a growth plan. Let me also read this quote to you. I love it. This is by Rabbi Samuel Silver. He says, the greatest of all miracles is that we need not be tomorrow what we are today, but we can improve if we make use of the potential implanted in us by God. He said that's the greatest miracle. The greatest miracle is we don't have to be tomorrow what we are today because we can improve. If we make use of the potential that is implanted in us by God. So have a, turn to your neighbor and say, have a growth plan. 
have a have a make sure that you continually improve. And so I don't care. Use your driving time. That's a wonderful time to to, to listen to some CDs or some tapes and uh, get our CDs, get our tapes, get something to, to cause you to grow each and every day. Continually improve. Read a book. Set up. Make a goal. So I'm going to read at least one book a month. Improve. I'm going to go to one seminar a year. Do something to continually improve. I want you to go to airjesus.com and I want you to listen to this message. Message number 7423 in its entire Developing Your Potential Part 3, and you can email this message to a friend absolutely free of charge. And we're just so excited, and we thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. This ends message number 7423 by C. Elijah Bronner. To send this message, Developing Your Potential Part 3, number 7423, to a friend, simply go to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com. This has been message number 7423. Listen to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com often, and keep your spirit charged up.